Hello and welcome to another episode of Dallas versus Ryan. This week we are predicting the 50th annual Annie Awards, which honors the best for the year in animation with movies and TV. We're going to be specifically focusing on movie nominees. But before that, some quick pop culture news. And want to start real sad because I see you have a very sad okay, well, story. It's it's a very sad story. You mentioned his update. So Bruce Willis, I think it was last year they thought he had aphasia, which is more of a temporary like mental illness that can be like fixed over time. But his family came forward. It was his daughters, and I think Demi Moore and his current wife, and said that he has frontotemporal dementia, which is non-recoverable. It's, I think, the most common form of dementia that there is. And usually, I think, like, the life expectancy is about six to seven years, I think, with this type of dementia. So it's probably the beginning of the end for his life, which is super sad. He is one of... He's probably on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore of action stars. So it's just it's a really sad thing to see. I know his clip from his roast from like 2018 or 19 went viral of like how like you can't put Bruce Willis down. He always gets through everything. And it's just sad seeing like the man that's known from just being able to escape everything. And now he's kind of fucked with an, an uncurable type of dementia. So it's officially the end of his acting career. I think he has one film that's unreleased. So there might be one that's this year. It's like his run of direct to DVD. I think we have one more left, but it's just a sad way for somebody to go out, especially because he's not that old. Like he's early 60s, I think early mid 60s. Yeah. And, and, I, and I know he has like little kids that are under 10 years old, I believe. It's just like they're not going to be able to know their dad. And that's just that's tough. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to mention it. It wasn't on your thing. I saw your your dead people list, which it's very confusing because like, you have your list of dead people. And it's like I look them up and like they died like 30 days ago. I'm like, why are we talking about them now? You're like, is you just learned about them dying? Yes. <laughs> I want to make sure we catch up, <laughs> catch the people we missed, Ryan. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'll, I'll switch it to one positive thing before we go into your run of dead people and whatever other news you have. <laughs> I watched the Elimination Chamber this past weekend. And overall, it was a really good pay-per-view. Both the Elimination Chamber's matches were a lot of fun. I didn't know a lot of the men wrestlers in it, like Johnny Gargano. And then I forget the bigger guy was in it. But a lot of cool spots. The big match of the night was um, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. And of course, Roman Reigns came away with it. It was it was just, it sucked because Sami is like a local Montreal kid. And that crowd was absolutely, ins- like the Canadian crowd, it just beats anything that us Americans do, I guess. Like the whole time, like you you just need to watch this pay-per-view Dallas for like the crowd. This crowd is insane. Like they're the whole time they're like singing songs, they're doing Sami Zayn's intro. It is just so loud. And they were so over on Sammy because he's a local kid. And then he doesn't of course he doesn't win because they they need Roman to be the headliner for WrestleMania. But it's like you have everyone over on this storyline. The he's at his home crowd and you fucking blow it. And my my biggest issue is that they're blowing it because of Cody Rhodes, which I understand like he had his whole fucking storyline last year and maybe he deserves it or whatever. But it's like the dude was gone for a year and he has no real buildup. It's just like, okay, I'm back. Now I get this championship shot where Sami Zayn is like the storyline of the last year that blew up. He's completely over. And then it's like, well, you don't look and act like a champion. So sorry, this is kind of just the end of the line. Like 
he's gonna end up winning the stupid tag team belt at WrestleMania, which is nothing. It was, it's whatever. I just some of this writing and just it still feels like Vince McMahon is in charge of like we got to get these guys that can go on Jimmy Fallon and fucking promote WWE to fund a bunch of little kids. It's like eh. But it was just a fun, a fun pay-per-view. I'm excited for WrestleMania in six weeks, which I'm going to make sure that we do. I want, I know we've already done a wrestling thing, but I want to predict WrestleMania, especially because it's a two-night big extravaganza. It's fine. <clears throat> I'm one to know for wrestling. So, yeah. let me. Okay, so I have a few media things. They both have a common actor in them, so this will be the Jim Parsons minute. Uh, spoiler alert: We did it for our Rotten Tomatoes last year towards the end of the year. It's based on the book by Michael Osiello, who lost his husband to cancer, but it's about their relationship. They had like a 15-year relationship. And Jim Parsons plays the Michael Osiello character. Who's, he worked for TV Guide, and now he'd, he has his own entertainment media outlet. And I've seen him on TV and stuff over the last 15, 20 years, so I, I don't know who he is. The actor that plays his husband is, he was on Fleabag, that British show. And he came out recently. So it's both openly gay actors playing the roles, which is great. Uh, And I forget his name, the other actor, but he's so just dreamy and adorable in this movie. Um, And I enjoyed it. I mean, it's sad, obviously. We know how it ends. That's why it's called Spoiler Alert. But uh, it's just a sweet movie. Uh, And then... Another Jim Parsons performance. So three years ago, Hollywood came out. It's a Netflix seven-part miniseries by Ryan Murphy. And it's just, it's about people trying to make it in Hollywood in 1940s, post-World War II Hollywood. And it's kind of, it's that thing where there's characters based on real people. Then there's fictional characters who are kind of based on real people, but it's like mixed. And Parsons plays... I think he's based on a real person, but he plays like a sleazy gay talent agent uh, who's kind of up on all the gossip and in with the mob and has a lot of connections. He's, he's the standout for me. He's so good. Jim Parsons is so good in this. And it's it's weird because he's so well known for one character that people don't realize he can do other things because I think people just think he's Shelton, which he's definitely not, but He's just, he's really, really funny in this. And he plays a horrible person, but it's, he's very funny. Um, just a bitchy, gossipy gay guy. Which I love. And the show itself is good. Lots of sex. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not new. It came out three years ago, but I'm at least, I'm five episodes in. But uh, that's all I have. So we can just quickly, I think well, we I only- do have- I do have one more thing that I forgot I wanted to bring up with you. Okay. So I saw it from Barstool Sportsbook, but I think a lot of Vegas sports books have it. Did you see that our Detroit Lions are the fifth favorite to win the NFC? And like the Packers are ahead of us in a lot of them. So if Aaron Rodgers is shipped out or he retires, we'll be the fourth favorite in the NFC Dallas, which feels really weird. I feel like that's n- never happened in our entire lifetime. And we made the playoffs a handful of times. But our team sucks so bad. Yeah, we even with Stafford, we were never considered. No, no, we like we were realistically enter the season as the fourth favorite to win the NFC yeah, and to I appear mean, in the Super Bowl. That feels weird. Yeah, it just feels well, wrong. It means nothing. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's a we have to like take these little glimmers of hope and just latch to them. We'll start zero and eight, and then we'll go. Oh, we win three games. We're three and eight. Okay, we can make the playoffs at nine and eight. We just have to win the rest of them. Like that's just how. 
psychotic we are. Like even this year, like it would it would have been a complete miracle for us to get in. And it's like, okay, we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. Like we started off so bad and we had to go on that miracle run to even have a, a chance. Yeah. But we, we always believe it every year it's the same thing. We'll win, we'll be two and six, and we just have that high hopes. We'll just see the distance, that wild card spot. So it just feels weird that we're going into the season with all these expectations because we never have them. And I think we'll be like a lot of people's sleeper pick to appear in the Super Bowl, which just feels we- like I have never, never once. If somebody picks the Lions to be the Super Bowl favorite for, to appear in the NFC, oh my God, it'll be like the first time ever. Yeah, I mean, we're the only we NFC, will be. current we, NFC we, team not yeah. to be ever. And there's a real, it. like depending on how our draft, there is a realistic chance that some analysts will pick us to be the NFC team appearing in the Super Bowl. Okay, but I was looking at, I was looking at Super Bowl predictions from the game for this year or whatever, yeah. and no one had the Chiefs, which... They weren't even, they weren't as good as they were last couple of years. So I understand that. But a lot of people had the Chargers, which is hilarious because it's like, they didn't even make the yeah. playoffs last year. I understand they have Herbert and they did make the playoffs this year and good for them. But to win the AFC this, for this past year, no, no. So maybe someone will pick us, but I think it'll be ridiculous. Just like, I mean, what other teams? There's really just like with the Eagles and then the 49ers, the Cowboys. Maybe they- yeah, but I think the Cowboys are in the same boat as us. I don't think they're that much better than us. I think they're around that same ballpark. And then, like, who who else after that? There's no one in the South. Are, are people going to be like, the Giants? Or are we going to be? Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't think people are going to pick the Giants over us because, like, we like we should win our division. We should like the Vikings are I think on the trend down. And then, like, especially if the Packers get rid of Aaron Rodgers, I just feel like I the team's trash. The Vikings are hard to pin down, though. I feel it's like still Justin should. Jefferson. Yeah, but I, I don't personally. I don't believe in Kirk Cousins, and like you have an aging running back and Delvin Cook, so we'll see. Exciting year! I just wanted to bring it up. I know we don't talk a bunch of sports, but just the little bit of Lions news we have this time of year, it's just exciting. So, in terms of <clears throat> this week's obituary segment, um, the big one I'm seeing is the one you put in there because that's the Law and Order guy, right? Yeah, and I don't even know who he is. Like to be honest, I've never. I mean, I know his face because oh, I've, I've seen his face and his glasses. It's the guy with the glasses, right? Yeah. I mean, that's all I know him from. So, are we going to say his name or are we just going to keep saying Richard Belzer? He was, he had to be close to 80. He was right? 78. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the other person I want to bring up is Raquel Welch. Someone who I kind of, I don't really know why I know her. I just, I just feel like she's just been a name yeah. and like associated with like bombshell actresses. Yeah. She was like, oh, just a sex icon, right? Yeah, that's what I know her from. I kind of, I always get her kind of mixed up with, um, oh God, who's the actress from Grumpy Old Men? She was in a bunch of movies with Elvis um, and Margaret and Margaret. I mean, yeah, she was 82. Um, so I assume it was brief illness, whatever that means. But, you know, <clears throat> okay. So we're going to take a short break. I'll be back to recap the Daytona 500. Welcome back. So last week we predicted the 65th annual Daytona 500, which seemed to be a weird one. There was a lot of overtimes. I don't know why there were overtimes. I don't know. I was so constituted overtime. I didn't watch this and I didn't care at all. And then you're like, my was it Bur- Harrison Burton or whatever the fuck his name is? Yeah, but- you're like he's leading. And then I was like, and I looked at it, and then I'm like, okay, now he's 17th place. Now he's and then 20th he finished place. 26th, which was fine. Why the whole stupid, like, why we had all these overtimes, the, the wrecks. I was like, okay, this is going to be really close. And then it was like, okay, now I'm just eliminated. 
Because I had the number one and number two. I would have had one and two on my team. And I was like, okay, whatever. You still had number two. Well, it really destroyed me, though, Dallas. With <laughs> Also, at, at like towards the end, Bubba Wallace was like seventh or ninth place, and he did he not finish. Crash. Yeah, he so. was part of the crash. So like the, this ending crash when it was like lap 199 and they're fucking teammates. It was like Austin Dillon, Kyle Bush or whatever. They're fucking teammates. Yeah, Kyle like, Bush, Bubba Wallace. Oh my, yeah, they all I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to lose because of BJ McLeod who sucked. But it, he really didn't cause that much damage. It was just everyone else just tanking away with his fucking last crash with, with like whatever one lap to yeah. go or whatever how many laps to go. And that last crash gave me Ricky Stenhouse one. Christopher Bell was third. I had Chris Busher who was fourth, and I had Alex Bowman who was fifth. So I had four of the top five, all on different teams. So, <laughs> which you didn't have, like it just <laughs> this ending crash just destroyed everything. Yay! <laughs> it helped me. <laughs> yeah. It was. It wasn't even like an exciting crash. It was just like a guy was tailgating someone and then lost control and took all everyone behind him out. <laughs> That's NASCAR. So yeah, the bonus points don't really do anything. I do want to talk about the lead changes though, because I think it was a record for the most ever, or at least in a long time. There's 52 lead changes, which is like double what the average has been the last five years. That was nuts. There had to be like, what, five to 10 in like the last, whatever, how many stupid extra laps that they did. Mm -hmm. Because it just kept changing and changing and changing and changing and changing. Yeah, but... I didn't really watch any of it. I was just following the live stats. <laughs> I did the same thing on Google. I just typed in, I think, Daytona 500 or NASCAR. And it just had like a little where they're at and how many seconds behind, how many laps behind if they're not on the same lap. So I'm just going to watch this. I just hit refresh on my computer and it would just pull it up. I didn't watch one second of it. I haven't seen a highlight, nothing. I did see, though, that Jimmy Johnson and Travis Pastrana were in it. Yeah. Didn't Pastrana finish top 10? He was like I have seventh. No idea. Good for him. He did well. I know before the crash, it was like 17 to 20 range. <laughs> oh, so that helps when you're not in the pack of everyone yeah. crashing. That's even top 20 would be respectable though for him. Yeah. So good for him. Okay. So take another short break and be back with this week's prediction. Welcome back. This week we are predicting the 50th annual Annie Awards, which honors the best in animation for the year. These will take place Saturday, February 25th at the Royce Hall on the campus of the University of California at Los Angeles and will be held in person for the first time since 2020. Okay, so here's how we are going to do this. I picked 12 categories, all film categories, uh, and... So I base the number of nominations for each film on those 12 categories. For instance, some of these have more nominations that just in categories I'm not counting. <clears throat> categories are best animated feature, best independent animated feature, animated effects in a animated production, character animation, character design, directing, editorial, music, production design, storyboarding, voice acting, and writing. And so I have every nominee and their number of nominations. And we are doing this like we have done things in the past where we each have to pick five films and you have 15 points to work with. So uh, if a film has two nominations, it's worth two points when you pick them and so on. 
Ryan added the stipulation that he gets to pick first since he hasn't won a prediction yet this year, which we didn't say I'm up eight to two in the points after winning NASCAR. With Ryan's two points coming from games. This is not a snake draft. This is a standard draft. Do we need to go through the all the movies or we can just no, name do one? Do you somewhere? want me to? We don't have to. I mean, it's I, up to you. I probably should. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. So this is listed by number of nominations. With nine, there's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, not the Disney Plus <laughs> Pinocchio. This is the Netflix Pinocchio. Uh, with seven nominations, you have Turning Red. With six, Puss in Boots, Last Wish, and The Sea Beast. With five, The Bad Guys. With four, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And you have with three, Minions, The Rise of Gru, and Wendell and Wild. And then with two nominations, Inuo, Lightyear, Mad God, My Father's Dragon, and Strange World. And with one, Avatar, The Way of Water, Charlotte, Eternal Spring, Little Nicholas, Happy as Can Be, Luck and Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. So I'm going to, it's going to be a, a pretty easy move for me. I'm going to go with Pinocchio, number one. Okay. I, just looking at like the uh, the 49th Annie Awards, it seems like their stuff does sweep or get a lot of the nominations. So if Pinocchio, which I think is the most critically acclaimed out of this bunch, even yes. pulls like six or seven of these, it's just going to be a very hard time for you to catch up. <laughs> yeah. So for the 49th Annie Award, so last year, the Mitchells versus Machines swept every category. It was in a one eight. And then the TV one, Arcane, we're not doing TV, but yeah. So that one eight. <laughs> so. Okay. If... But who won the Oscar last year? Because it wasn't. It was oh, Encanto. Did Encanto win anything at the Annie Awards? I don't I don't think so, but I don't, I don't Because I think Pinocchio is the Oscar pick. Pinocchio is going to win the Oscar. But I also think it might just win all these. Like my thing is like the the only other movie, in my opinion, that has like realistic odds of winning a lot is Puss in Boots. In my opinion, I personally didn't care for Turning Red all that much. I haven't seen Pinocchio yet, which I need to. I haven't seen Puss in Boots yet, but like for just by acclaim, I feel like Puss in Boots is the only one that has a real shot. And I don't think it has a real shot. No. And yeah, it's not it like there's ones on here that are going to win independent and all that kind of stuff. But I could see Turning Red. I don't think Turning Red was just because reviewed of... or was it even critically or it is critically acclaimed though. What, what is like an 80? No, but I think people still talk about it pretty favorably. It was a 95 Rotten Tomatoes, but a seven IMDb score. So <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, but okay, Rotten Tomato audience scores a 70. I don't think this movie was very, it wasn't looked upon all that well. Was like Pinocchio? my mom watched Pinocchio. <laughs> my mom watched Pinocchio and she absolutely loved it. Oh, I, I do too, but I don't. I think people like Turning Red more than they do Pinocchio. I think it's because Gil- Guillermo Toro is beloved. I mean, if my mom, I don't think she cared about Turning Red at all. And then she loved Pinocchio. And my mom's just a middle-aged Midwestern woman. And she's loving Pinocchio. And like, she's probably not seen one Guillermo del Toro movie ever in her entire life. And it's also a Netflix movie, right? Yeah. So I think that's it's just bigger than Disney Plus. I just feel like it's, I don't think Turning Red was that successful, in my opinion. I think it was kind of a flop. Well, because it wasn't even in theaters, though. They didn't even give it a chance to be successful. Yeah, you can try to make me feel like. I would say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if it, I think it's going to win the Oscar for sure. I know. I think. I just know the Annie Awards usually goes away from who wins the Oscar because it's like animation people. I think, but it's also Guillermo del Toro, who I think it's not like this is just some random ass Disney or Universal movie. I think Guillermo del Toro is loved by everybody and just like every community everywhere, video games, the anime, everything. He has so many, just like his monster and stuff designs are just notorious. Like he has a look to his creatures and stuff. I think 
it's not just some random Joe Schmo movie. Well, yeah. And I also think in this situation, I mean, nine nominations, two are in the same category, but that's eight possible awards it could win. It's yeah. going to win a few of those. I think sure. it's won six or seven. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with a movie that only has one nomination because okay. I want it. And it is Avatar The Way of Water. Because I don't know. I just think, how can it not win effects? I mean, maybe it won't, but I don't know. It just it feels. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I just, I think, out of the ones, it's the one I want to guarantee that I have. Okay. I'm going to go with, so my strategy really right now is just, I, it's basically picking these one pointers. Okay. So I'm going to go well, that's, with. Yeah. That's the issue with taking Pinocchio. No, it's fine. I'm going to go with Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie for character design. Great. Wasn't even thinking about that one. <laughs> you could have it. <laughs> so I had a plan for if you took Pinocchio first, and that's actually the plan I wanted to do. If you took this next movie first, I would have had to have taken Pinocchio second. This is a movie I really want, and it's Marcel, the shell, the shoes. Well, it's only winning one award, so I don't care. I think it went two. It could win writing and independent. So you have two. Woo. Out of a four, I'll take it. Yeah, but it's going to be tough. But you're going to end up burning. You're going to end up burning on these movies that don't have anything. Like you're going to grab a, like a, a The Bad Guys or a Minions. No. You're going to have to guys. Turning Red's not winning any award. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think it wins anything, Dallas. I think it could win a few. I don't think it wins anything. I think it wins maybe one. I'll and if take it wins one. one, but you'll lose. Not necessarily. If Pinocchio wins six or seven, just say. I don't think Pinocchio is winning seven awards. If it wins but seven, if you think that. But if you, right. if it, but it, but if it, even if it wins five, you're gonna lose just because you're burnt seven points on Turning Red that wins two. Mm-hmm. You would have to have Pinocchio just completely win. You'd have to have Pinocchio flop and win two. You could. If, Pinoc- if Pinocchio wins five, you don't have a really a shot. No, I saw the shot. Okay. If Avatar wins, you'd yeah. have to have. I want. Yeah, I'm banking on Avatar okay. winning. We're gonna go with Eternal Spring for writing. Okay. I'm going to take a look. That is the one that I would want you to pick. That's so cool. I'm going to go with Little Nicholas. Happy as can be independent. Interviewed well. It's not going to win independent though. It could. It won't. I think it reviewed as well as Marcel. Okay, but I'm ne- <laughs> I've heard of Marcel. <laughs> I've never heard of this Little Nicholas happy bullshit. Well, it got a 93 Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care. <laughs> Who reviewed it? <laughs> Three French people? Like, come on. I, no. It has 15, it has 15 reviews. <laughs> Well, you could have, you should have picked and just cock blocked me out of a category though. Now I have an extra category. I don't know what that means. Well, if you would have picked, if you would have made me pick luck, then I am stuck with character design with these two fucking shitty movies that aren't going to win it. Oh, well, I wasn't even paying attention to that. Okay. Where I'm at least trying to get a shot in these different categories. Yeah, I'm not thinking about that. I'm going to take Strange World. The movie really bombed for Disney. I need to watch it though. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to. That one's not winning anything. What? Okay, the only reason I'm taking it <laughs> because I don't. There's no other twos that I think can win anything. I mean, Lightyear. You could have went with Lightyear, or you could have just doubled down on the Inu O and got like the most successful independent. independent I know. I could have. My Father's Dragon too also has a chance in independent. But my thinking about my Strange World is. What is it? It's up for storyboarding. Both of its nominations are in the same category. And I think there's only like four nominees in that category. So it's just, I'm just playing odds. I think that's, isn't that the category that Minions is also in? Yeah. Two of the nominees are Minions, two are Strange World. I think there's only four nominees from two movies. So I'm like, well. Here's my, this is my last pick. Mm-hmm. Well, it can be a two, can't it? It can be up to a three. Oh, yeah, it could be a three. It's a tough one. I don't, 
I just don't know. If, like, I don't know the storyboarding fucking like that's I don't I don't even know how it, like that's even judged. Who cares? <laughs> well, so like... outstanding storyboarding in Canto won last year. It did win this one. Okay. So it can be just a random ass. It'll probably be Puss in Boots. This will be the Puss in Boots win. It's it's right now. It's between Minions and then the Inuo movie. Yeah, I know. I just feel like that Marcel movie reviewed really, really well. and It's going to win it. I think so. Let's stick with my universal love. I'm going to go with Minions, The Rise of Gru. Yay, Minions got picked. It was like by far the highest grossing animated movie of the year. I mean, it could also win maybe effects. I have no idea. Like, it's, I have no idea. But storyboarding times two, so I got two. I got two chances of it. Well, that's so why I, think, I took Strange World. I think it has a better shot than Strange World, in my opinion. I just think Strange World is so popular. Probably, but had to take two because yeah. of my next pick, which is my last pick, and it's turning red. Just odds. They have they're in what six or seven categories. So yeah, it's seven. You gotta win something. It's it's really gonna depend on Pinocchio versus Turning Red. <laughs> like it really doesn't matter about any of the other ones really like marcel realistically might win two yeah so i'm looking online and it looks like minions is doing like an office ad for annie's so maybe this one will win a storyboarding random thing i really do think it's just going to come down to how pinocchio and turning red do i think you have the best chance of like another one winning it just we have so many just blah back end picks i just don't think win shit avatar has a has i think has a shot it does feel weird though when it's like yes there's animation in this movie but it's not really an animated movie well because that <clears throat> the category that category is a feature production it's not animated production <clears throat> it's like and it's it's confusing because it's also up for an award that is <clears throat> like animated segments in a live action movie and then the the award that we're doing it for is like doesn't spe- specify animated movie but every yeah. other movie is an animated movie that's up for it I mean, there's definitely animated large animated segments of it I and mean, all the navi shit yeah, i know it's all cgi okay so i'm gonna take another short break be back with a game welcome back so for this week's game it is tied to our prediction so it's based on animated movies and ryan will explain okay so for this we're going to use a random movie generator on moviewrankings.net. we're going to have a hundred dollars which is going to equate to a hundred million dollars for us to spend on five animated movies We'll be bidding against each other for each movie. So we're gonna we're gonna go one by one and then we're gonna be doing a bidding of our hundred dollars that we have. And then we both if we both say, Yeah, we don't wanna do this movie, or if like if one of us notices that it's like a direct to DVD movie, we'll just skip it. Otherwise, one of us must draft it and spend some of our money just so that we don't have like one person has five movies and the other person only has one and they can keep on getting all skipping to the better movies. So once one person fills all five of their I put teams, all of their movies, the other person must take the next movie, regardless of if it sucks or not, to complete their team. And they must spend 50% of their remaining budget on that movie. So just say if you have $10 million left and you have to take that next movie, you have to spend $5 million on it or $5 on it. And then we're going to add up the total box office of your five movies plus any remaining budget that you had left. So if you only spent 50 of the 100, you would get $50 million added on top of your total score. Okay. 
And whoever has the highest total box office with their five movies and whatever remaining budget they have wins the competition point. <laughs> so I'm going to have to share my screen here with you, Dallas, and then I will have you be the person that fills in what movies we pick. But let me share my screen, which I don't even know how to share my screen. There we go. Share screen. Make it big. There we go. Share. Okay. Can you see my screen, Dallas? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to hit next movie. And here we go. Encanto. So who gets? So we both were bidding. So it's whoever has the highest bid at the end until we just say done. But no, like when we stop bidding. Oh, is it? Li- it's literally like a mm-hmm, an auction. Okay. Well, this. <laughs> I don't know how much movie made this movie. I think this movie made a lot. This or was it a Disney Plus movie? I know it came out to theaters for a little bit. No, I didn't make a lot. Money. Okay, I'm gonna bid. I'll bid ten. I'll bid twenty. I'll let you have it. So I'm going to go hit next movie. Here we go. We have Happy Feet. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bid I'm going to bid 10. Uh, I'll bid 12. I'll bid 13. <laughs> I'll bid 15. I'll bid 17. 18. <laughs> you can have it. It's going to suck though. So if you get to like 4, I'm going to be stuck with every preceding movie, which is going to blow. <laughs> I'm going to have wow. to picking movies. Isle of Dogs. Uh-huh. I, I watch this movie in theaters. It this was is Wes Anderson, screen. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like the the 10 person screen or whatever the fuck it was. I think it's 20 person screen. Well, I'm willing to skip this one if you're willing to skip this one, Dallas. Yes, I'm willing to skip it. Coco, 25. You're, no matter what, you're going to outbid me probably, but I can probably, I can hike the bid up. And then if I get it, I get it. And that's fine with me. Um, I've spent $38 on two movies. So in theory, I only want to go up to like, what did you do? 25. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'll eat up a lot of your budget. You'd not be able to. Higher than I want. You know what? <laughs> you can just let him go. I don't know. I want Coco. 30. 31. You can have it. <laughs> okay. Barnyard. I'm going to go with five. 10. You can have it. It's Kevin James, I believe. <laughs> I hope this movie made like $200 million. They had a TV show on Nickelodeon. <laughs> That's why I know that cow. I think it was like back at the barnyard or something. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I know. It's, I've heard of that. Everyone's hero. This is oh my gosh. This is oh my god. Superman. Who, who's the guy that died? Who was the Sean Brain? Christopher Bargain? Reeves. Christopher Reeves. I'm pretty sure he was the director or producer of this movie, but right before he passed away in 2004 or five. Oh. I'm willing to skip this one if you're willing to skip this one, Dallas. Yeah, skip. Sorry, Christopher Reeves. Quest for Camilla. I'm also willing to skip it unless you're wanting no, to bid. I'd like to skip. Okay. Uh, skip. <laughs> skip. The end of Evangel. I don't even know. Evangelion? Sing. Uh, shit. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with how much? Oh, how much have I spent? 42. Okay. I'm going to go with 35. Only 40. I'll go with 41. <laughs> mm. 42. How much, how much did I have before this? I had 40 something. What did I have? You have 42. Okay, I'm going to go with 43. <laughs> Put the same. 45. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'll am i go with 48. 50. Okay, so I, I'll go with... I'm going to go with 53. Um. Yeah, you can have it. Okay. I think this movie made like eight $900 million. That's why... I'm hoping it did. Hopefully it wasn't a $400 million movie. But how many, So I have three movies now and you have how many? I only have two. Okay. 
So if we get to the point though where I draft my next two and you don't, then yeah, you're stuck with all these shitty movies, regardless. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but you only have five points left. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, that's interesting. I want Sleeping Beauty, so I'm gonna bid. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna bid one dollar, Dallas. No, because then you can bid. You you have five. So I'm gonna so bid one. Theoretically, yeah. But if, if I bid six, six then bid six. That's it. Bid six. six. Yeah. Okay. Big Hero Six. Six. Okay. I want it. <laughs> okay. So you're at four. Okay. The Aristocats. <laughs> I'm not bidding on Aristocats. I'll bid one dollar. Okay, you can have it. I don't okay. I'm not gonna bid. Justice League War. I'm willing to skip this one because I think this is like a directed DVD movie. Yeah, skip. Up. <laughs> uh, well, you said you said bid anything really. Five. Okay. So we're four so you're four. stuck with the next one i have five now you have five yeah okay here we go so you have to have happy feet one. too but how much so you have to do math how much did you have left over oh no you only have four left so two so two so i had two million dollars left over okay. 45 left over. okay, okay. Mm. this will be fine so well, let's go with your movies first okay what did you have i'll, I'll look them up Encanto. Encanto made 256.8 million Okay, what was your next one? Happy Feet. Happy Feet made 384.3. Okay, next one. Sleeping Beauty. 51.6 million. That's a lot for the time, though. Okay, your next one. Big Hero 6. 657.9 million. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thanks for my biggest one. Up. Up's going to be your biggest one. Come on, Up. Up made 735.1. Yay. Okay, now let's go with my movies. What did I have? Coco. Come on, Coco. Should be close to a billion, shouldn't it? 807.8. Okay, Okay, what was my next one? Barnyard. This one could be fucking nothing. 116.5. Yeah, more than I would have thought. Okay. What was Uh, the next one? Sing. Hopefully I spent... (laughs) You need a lot of... You need a lot from Sing. Sing made 634.2. I think I won. Yeah, I think so. What was my next one? Aristocats. <laughs> yeah, that one's not looking good for that one. Let's see. 191. Okay. And then Happy Feet 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, make more than this the first one. I think I made more than the first one. No, I made 150.4. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So did you win, Dallas? Yeah, I think so. You're going to win because of the stupid spend, right? Because you spent so much. And then... 45 plus 256. Big Hero 6 and Up came, <laughs> which gave me 140 or $1.4 billion. <laughs> so you had 2130700 So two... Oh my gosh. And I'm locked off. So it, doing it this way, it was like 2130700 just 2.3 billion really which yeah, i don't think i had that no or yeah i had 1901 there you go dallas you get your first competition point of the year that's do it all be i fucked up with goddamn sing. what's it called saying i thought it made a billion dollars that's why i spent so much 634 fucking killed me like i needed that if i would have got my 400 million we'd have been tied if it would hit a billion yeah but it didn't no and then so i was able to get big hero six and up yeah easily and it made I mean, it was the luck of the draw, really. Because those kind of shitty movies, and you could have made me bid on them and take them. I'm surprised you picked Sleeping Beauty. That was a surprise. I knew that movie was not going to make over $100 million. Because I knew 
because you at that point you had you had three to my two and i just wanted another movie you wanted sleeping beauty on your team and i love sleeping beauty and like i knew i could take a hit if i got lucky and i did yeah because bigger six and up came up after that <laughs> like okay yeah thank you. so you literally went like back to back just these big ass fucking bonkers movies and nothing else yeah thank you I love that you got the fucking two good random ones. Well, with that, I now lead nine to two on the year, but I, I luckily, do feel fine though because you started so strong last year and then I just dominated you because like it was yeah, so was, still so early. You didn't dominate me one by two, but um, okay, Dales, I gave up that last month. I didn't even try. <laughs> I don't care. You're still one by two. Next week, we will be predicting Survivor season 44. Okay. Well, goodbye. Bye. Dallas vs. Ryan is a part of the Unlikely Alliance Network. Links to all of our content can be found by going to theunlikelyalliance.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DallasRyanPod. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars only, please. And thank you for listening.